0: Hey everybody, it's Pastor Brian, and I am so excited to tell you about two new projects we have been working on here at Bridgeway. The first is Pastor Lance and I have recorded a series of conversations around what we call our Bridgeway distinctives. Now, our distinctives are not our core doctrines. They are not our primary areas of focus, but rather, they are secondary issues that God has laid on our heart as a church leadership team to say, I want you to give a little extra attention to these matters. And in these purposefully unscripted conversations, they will help you understand who we are as a church and what we teach about these important topics. Check out this clip from one of our conversations. Now, so far, I feel like pretty much everything we've talked about is pretty non-controversial in the Christian world. <laughs> I just <laughs> right. don't know that there's a lot, there are a lot of Christians around here going, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think I don't know there's, that there's supernatural yeah. stuff happening. But um, <laughs> if, if if all of this stuff was like, hey, we all agree, we all practice it the same and everything, we would not be... Having this conversation, right, right, now. Right, right, because it is a distinctive, and there are, as I alluded to a moment ago, a range of kind of beliefs when it comes to what is the place of supernatural ministry in in the church today. And the two main the two yeah. main camps of right, right, right. you define one, and then I'll, I'll take a stab That's at good. the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is we've got kind of the continuationist camp, yes, and then we've got the cessationist camp. Yeah. So uh, why don't you, you'll, you'll take the one that maybe we're not talking about as much today. Why don't you tell us, uh, explain to us kind of the cessationist yeah. point of view.
1: Yeah, so there are many um, wonderful and incredible believers and Christians, theologians and scholars that, that have a view that we define as cessationism and it merely means ceasing or something stopped. And the viewpoint there is that the purpose of certain elements of supernatural ministry, right? Not preaching, but certain ones that we would define as as extra spiritual. Speaking a little bit more of signs, wonders, and miracles. Mm -hmm. We're talking about specific types of gifting, tongues, um, prophecy, things like that. That the purpose of those was to inaugurate or launch the early church. And so almost like Jesus, hey, we know he's the Messiah because he's giving evidences. And they're like, well, once those evidences were complete, then there's no more need for that. When you launch and the Holy Spirit comes upon the early church, you have some evidences, you have some proofs. And then once those were done, and we now know everything's legit, God is amongst this new movement called Christianity. Once we have all that, we no longer need these signs because a sign points to something. We no longer need that. And that once the apostolic era finish. So we're talking about not just the specific apostles but even the next next wave down there. Once the canon of scripture meaning the bible was done being written, once that was closed, everything was established significantly enough that we can now go back into normal mode. So therefore those signs and wonders are no longer available or being interacted with by the Holy Spirit today.
0: And and I think it's important to reiterate what what you were just saying is that okay, yeah, a lot of legit, yes, god-loving, ministry-minded, yes. spirit-led Christian folks hold that yes. hold that perspective. Mm-hmm. But we at Bridgeway do not. That right. we hold a continuationist view, which yeah. there are lots of Bible-believing, God-loving, spirit-led, ministry-minded Absolutely. folks who hold that perspective as well. And we obviously would count ourselves among them. Right. And that would be the continuationist perspective being that, no, actually, those gifts didn't stop in the right. apostolic era. Like, yes, the canon of the Bible was closed, but that doesn't mean miracles and healing right. and tongues and prophecy and all of that had to had to stop. That we believe those gifts are operational today today. Now that doesn't mean every single person has all of those gifts. Right, right, right. right? There mm-hmm. are certainly some contexts where they say, "Oh, if you have this gift, that is the evidence that you have the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit." And we would say, "Yeah, no, that's that's not everyone has all of the gifts." Right. But to say that actually we believe that uh, God didn't shrink the tool belt, so to speak. Exactly.
1: Right? Yeah. And and I don't know how we need those things less today than we ever have. Right. Um, now I appreciate the viewpoint of signs and wonders being indicators. However, I believe that miracles and certain supernatural gifts are far more than merely a sign. Yeah. I think they're actually practical. Yes. And, and I know that sounds really weird to say something that is so bizarre and so supernatural is practical. But really that's how I view scripture is that the Holy Spirit was saying, listen, we got a lot of stuff we need to get done. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you're gonna need an awful lot of stuff in your tool belt. We can't shrink the tool belt. We gotta keep going. And, and really for us, the viewpoint of continuationism is the most biblical. And when you start sliding into there, of course, this is the big debate. Yeah. I mean, this is what's controversial The people are saying, well, maybe scripture leans this way or scripture leans this way. Uh, Now, what I think is so interesting because we are such a Bible-driven church, I think it is not only most biblical, I only can see it in scripture. I've never been a cessationist. Um, I've operated practically as a cessationist, I think yeah. in periods of my life. Yeah. But that doesn't mean my theology changed. It just meant I was not following through on it. So when we start talking about maybe how scripture gets involved in this, right? Yeah. that the reason why we are continuationists is I cannot track on or find any biblical evidence for cessationism. Cessationism is much more of a practical argument saying, well, where is the evidence today? Are things being done as they were before? And it is a definition of what the purpose was without the Bible saying it was the only definition of what it was. So, So for us, when we look at scripture, as I said, the apostle Paul ended his ministry with teaching how to carry it on. Yeah. continuationism is the natural outcome. I remember um, Jack Deere wrote uh, an amazing couple books about the Holy Spirit and about supernatural ministry. And he's, he was a DTS or Dallas Theological Seminary guy and uh, really got caught up in understanding there was a little bit more. And he wrote this phrase and I don't think he's the originator of it, but it was so smart is he just said, if you give a new believer the Bible, they're never going to, and you just let them read it in a room, they're never going to emerge as a cessationist. You actually have yeah. to be taught that. Mm-hmm. And so if it is c- correct, which we could be wrong. Sure. Now, I, it would it would kind of unwork an awful lot of evidence that I've yeah. seen in my life, and I'm not quite sure what I would do with that. <laughs> um, but if it is if it is uh, correct, the cessationism view is correct, then we have to realize it would not be where the Bible… Clo- end it off on, you actually are having to kind of parlay it forward and assume an awful lot that we would have to train and teach our people. So, for just abundance
0: of clarity, a challenge with the cessationist
1: perspective is
0: that we don't have Paul saying in the end of 1 Corinthians, and by the way, uh, these things are all going to cease now uh, in this life, and we don't have Access to these spiritual gifts anymore, right? Right. Uh, right after he's talking about how to prophesy, <laughs> right? exactly. Um, and, and I think that's an important and it's important perspective is to say, okay, when we're when we're saying why not cessationism, yes, that that truly it is. It's an argument from experience, and you can argue from experience in a lot of different a lot yes. of different areas of life. And I think even in some <laughs> theological areas, we can go, okay, my experience informs the way that I understand some things. I just I, I just think part of being human is is we do that. However, when we're talking about I think these big issues, mm-hmm. um, we have to look back to what does the Bible say and what does the Bible not say. Yes. And uh, you're right. And and Jack Deere was right that you yeah. send someone in in and just read the Bible, you're not going to come out going, "Oh, well I guess there's nothing miraculous or I guess yeah. healing is not a thing and there's no more prophecy." So, I now, do uh, yeah, I do want to caution
1: one thing. Yeah. And that is that not all cessationists believe that the miraculous doesn't occur. Sure. It's that the gifts are not given in the same way that people would be able to do it on a consistent basis. So they would still believe in the power of prayer. Sure. So I I don't wanna misspeak. Yeah, no, that's a good Um, I need to be very cautious to honor uh, our cessationist brothers and sisters to be able to say, well, 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 hold on. They're still saying God's real. They're still saying that that prayer matters. They're still saying that amazing things and wonderful things like salvation do occur. But where they're gonna begin to draw distinctions is that in the list, and there's many, many spiritual gifts, many mentioned by Paul in scripture. They are not a exhaustive list. It's sure. just a sampling list. Yeah. Um, and we know that because every list is different. But when he lists those, we start putting them into categories. And so he'll talk about preaching and teaching. And what's interesting is the cessationist move would say, no, 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 the Holy Spirit's still moving in that. Well, on the yeah. same list is things like healing. And they're like, no, 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 he does not gift in healing anymore. Yeah. And then it will go back to hospitality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that one. And then it will go to, uh, you know, prophecy. No, 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 he doesn't do that one. Yeah. So it's a bit of a people are not given the same miraculous gifts on their tool belt right. anymore. Yeah. Now,
0: here is the the element of the cessationist perspective, which, frankly, I probably identify with the most. Right. And that is that I think that oftentimes there is a lot of fear of, yes. okay, um, these more kind of radical supernatural gifts, they are by definition, beyond what is natural, we yes. don't really have an easy, clean category for them. And because of that, they are prone to manipulation yes. and abuse and platform building and all of these types of ways that a, that spiritual gifts can be misused. I think that uh, oftentimes you can end up in environments where... Either things are not explained properly or where I, even honestly, I think people with good hearts but maybe not, yes. you know, just are not a lot of maturity yes. can can do some damage in trying to lead out in some of these gifts that, again, are a little bit beyond what we see in our, our ordinary day-to-day life. Yeah. And, and I think that as a result, it's easier. And I, I've never been a cessationist either, but I think… You alluded to functionally, right? Yeah. Like I think there are p- plenty of times where functionally I've operated that way because it's easy for me as someone who doesn't like awkwardness, who doesn't like when things get weird, and who is hypersensitive to, okay, that is manipulative or that's fake or yes. that's not real or, okay, we're just trying to have an emotional experience here and we're not connected to anything. It's really easy to go, okay, I don't want to get into the negative. Yes. So, whew, Get, rid of, all of get rid of all of it. Get rid of all of it. Let's sing some songs. Let's mm-hmm. you know, preach the word and let's all go home and go back to our normal lives. And and that's it's a bit of a caricature, right? That's a little bit of an sure. extreme example, but um but I think there's a lot of legit concern out there for,
1: for this I, stuff getting unhealthy. I, I think you bring up a great point because, so first of all, here at Bridgeway, we don't negate that there is mess and danger. Yeah, I think what we're saying is I think it is necessary to navigate it. Yeah. Um, listen, I've had plenty of pain from things being done wrong. I have plenty of cautions. I have plenty of... So... Uh, in no way am I uh, ever going to lead us into everything goes, it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I have plenty of reasons why we are, we're rather specific yeah. about how we do things. We have an awful lot of cautions. We have an awful lot of how to test what's going on, right? Yeah. And we put in safeguards kind of everywhere, yeah. almost almost to a bit of a, a, a fault there, However, what's intriguing to me is that we will say, oh my gosh, if that gets out of control, somebody's gonna get hurt. Yeah. And yet, what has done more hurt than bad preaching? Like, I, I don't know a, a, a concept <laughs> that has hurt more people in the world than someone utilizing the pulpit for their own manipulative benefit. Totally. So you, But we didn't stop preaching. Yeah. So you go, no, 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 of course it's ripe for possible terrible things to occur. That doesn't mean you throw it out. It means you clean it up, you dial it in. Now, probably one of the most unsettling pieces of supernatural ministry is it's the one place that you must rely on the Holy Spirit, and it may or may not go how you want it. In most other areas, you can, and this sounds terrible, you can fake it. Mm-hmm. So if uh, 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 there are many, many pulpits in the world that are filled with people giving good ideas and and the Lord is nowhere in it. Yeah. But you can still carry it out. Nobody knows the wiser. They all go home. You cannot go into a healing ministry and fake it with the people that are on the inside. Yeah. You can fake it with visitors. You can fake it with people that do not know. But at some point it's going to come out. Right. So I think that when you start saying the Holy Spirit will determine who gets healed and who doesn't, uh, God's gonna make the determination on whether your prophetic peace was legit or not, you don't get to force it. Yeah. And that reliance and that, I don't know how it's gonna go is so unsettling Yeah. because we are all control freaks. Yeah. I mean, man, and once again, partially for good hearts, Yeah. we don't want anybody getting hurt on our watch. Yeah but at the same time i think that all sources of power have the ability to harm
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the ability to heal
0: and we can i think the point you brought up a minute ago is so important i want to so important i want i want to return to it a yeah. minute ago how much can bad preaching mess people up oh, how my much goodness. can an unhealthy community <laughs> mess people up? How much can hospitality done for the wrong reasons? I mean, you go down the list, right? The fact of the matter is we are Mm -hmm. sinful people and left to our own devices. We'll use all of God's tools to be selfish and destructive and and all of that. And when it comes to these gifts that are a little more difficult to contain, right? Yes. Uh, Okay, I can prepare a sermon and get up and preach. And you know, anybody who's preached has had the experience of like feeling like in the moment God's asking you to go a different direction and you kind of, you know, chuck what you had planned and you go that direction. But like by and large, right. you've done your prep, you get up there, you do the work, right? And and you could say that about a bunch of different, a bunch of different gifts. The truth of the matter is if you're gonna give, you're gonna seek to try to give a word of knowledge, for example, yes. and like God just doesn't give you anything, you got or nothing. or you feel like God gave you something and you're wrong, right? That that's where, I I think what's interesting is that we associate these more potentially demonstrative gifts with maybe people trying to seek attention or a lot of like, you know, pride in the gifting. Holy cow, man. I, I think those that operate like legit, in the supernatural gifts, there's actually some of the most humble people Absolutely. because they know, even I think about someone I've met a few times who's a close friend of yours who's really gifted in words of knowledge who said, what, his percentage is like 95%? Yeah. And he doesn't know why the 5% of the time he seeks to give a word for someone he's wrong. And I that's think right. his theory was like God basically reminding him that like, yeah. hey, remember where you're yeah, from? Yeah, hey, you're not in charge Yeah, here. and who knows if that's right or not, but I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the ways that any church, and certainly for Bridgeway, that we need to make sure we're keeping supernatural ministry healthy is making sure that we are humble about it. That the power does not come from you or me or any of our pastors or our prayer team or anybody, that the power comes from God. And what we do is we bring that power together for the purpose of the body being edified, God being glorified, maybe non-believers seeing the power of God, and that the emphasis is all on God's glory right. and service to the to the body. To the body, yeah. Not like, "Oh, hey, cool. What can you come read my mail for me?" Yes. Um and, and that's where I think something I'm appreciative of here at Bridgeway is that there really is that heart of yes. it's not about a personality, right. it's not about self-glorification, but whether it's in preaching or worship leading or uh, administration or prophecy, we want God to be glorified and we want the church to be healthy, and that's how it has to be. We will be releasing one of these conversations each week and you can find them on the Engaging Culture podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts. And that leads me to the second announcement and that is that we are relaunching the Engaging Culture podcast in 2024. Pastor Lance and I recorded four seasons of Engaging Culture up until 2020. We pressed pause at that time, and Pastor Judah and I are picking it up in January of 2024, and in these conversations, we are going to seek to sort through some of the most pressing cultural issues of our time and ask the question, how can we engage these issues with biblical wisdom. So once again, you can find our distinctives conversations on the Engaging Culture podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find a link in the show notes for this one. And then you can also look at bridgeway.church forward slash engaging culture. Be sure to check them out. And we hope that you will listen to new episodes of Engaging Culture coming in January, 2024.